Welcome to the Swedish Innovation Podcast. My name is Sandra Bourbon and today we'll talk to Henrik Bansson. Henrik is the CEO of All Things Live. All Things Live Sweden represents around 120 of Sweden's most prominent artists, entertainers and comedians. They produce concerts, shows, musicals, stand-up comedy, theatre and dance performances throughout Scandinavia. Let's have a chat with Henrik about the trends in the entertainment industry and also what he did when the revenues went to zero overnight when the corona pandemic struck. Hi Henrik and welcome to Swedish Innovation. Hi Sandra, thank you. What have you been doing today up until now? Meetings, 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 meetings. Uh, that's what yeah. I've been doing. But uh, also trying to get the kids to go to school uh, and uh, and wake them up and and everything that's connected to that. They always sense when you're stressed, I believe. Absolutely. It's like, okay, today I don't want to do anything. I want to have my pants on my head and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah, can, uh, that, that's their best possibility to bargain as well and to, to negotiate about stuff. Yes, yes, we yeah. can do that. Yes, we can do it later. <laughs> <laughs> they know that. So, okay. yeah. so now you know what you will do this weekend Absolutely. is paying off this debt. Absolutely. That's negotiated this morning. <laughs> cool. So let's start to get to know you better with five quick questions. Yes. So how do you like to spend a Saturday morning if you can choose whatever? Oh, uh, well, that depends if uh, back back to getting the kids away to activities and uh, early morning rise and shine activities. After after doing that, I would like to just go down on the treadmill, uh, run in the, in the basement, watching an NFL game uh, on my iPad and uh, then have an insanely long breakfast. And after that, maybe play some paddle or just just hang around the house that that's a, a beautiful morning for me great i love breakfast as well that's my favorite meal of the day the same same with me yeah which is your favorite app at the moment oh uh, that's uh, well the most boring answer ever a company expense uh, that's when you um all, all your receipts at work and uh, we can add them just taking a photo it, it gives you uh, all all the right information immediately instead of uh, using a, a pen and paper and uh, it's it's a very simplifying app but uh, that's that's my favorite app at the moment <laughs> that sounds great i still do it manually and it's like headache every month and you lost some receipts and i can see why it's your favorite yeah app, really. and, and also easy park i must say where you can prolong your parking uh, instead of uh, instead of doing that the old-fashioned way with with small notes in the windshield etc that that's also a favorite app and apart from that of course uh, like spotify uh, listening to podcasts etc but but i think that the other ones have been simplifying my life uh, extensively. So that's that's why I find them my, my favorites at the moment. If you would have a non-Swedish guest over for dinner, what would you cook or serve them? Mm, I'm not a very good cook. 
you can serve can, them. Yeah. You can just buy food. And yeah, I can do that. I'm good well. at serving, <laughs> and yeah. I'm good at talking. So, so maybe that should be the uh, the the USP for them to to come to visit me. But uh, myself, I love um, like crayfish and uh, the seafood i think i would serve them something something from the west coast since i am and uh, i'm from the west coast even though i live in stockholm so so i think that it would be some kind of seafood seafood from the west coast great what was your favorite thing to do when you were young let's say around 10 years old i'll play football uh, soccer with without the slightest of a doubt uh, play soccer I loved doing that, so uh, uh, I think that would be my answer. So, what trend when it comes to innovation do you follow right now? Is it anything that you're looking more closely uh, to follow that affects maybe your business or your life? Yes, it, it, different kind of innovations, I would say, but uh, the uh, hybrid events, uh, how to combine physical events with digital experiences, that's a trend that I'm following quite closely. Uh, of course, I, that's due to the effect of the pandemic, So, but, but I'm, I'm trying to follow that. Um, and uh, also, when it comes to sustainability, how to, how to um, be better at creating sustainable events and transportation and food and beverage solutions. Those, those trends I find interesting to follow. Uh, well, that's two things. Great, thank you. Now we know you a little bit better and uh, you are the CEO of All Things Live. For the people that doesn't know All Things Live, what do you do and why do you exist? What's your elevator pitch? What do we do? We do live entertainment in, in different forms. Um, we do uh, festivals. We uh, do uh, concerts with artists. We have comedians. Uh, we do live podcasts. We have uh, international promoting concerts, so big international concerts coming to the Sweden and the Nordic countries and also Belgium. Uh, and we we sell tickets and create partnerships and create revenues surrounding live events. That's that's what we do. Uh, we are present in five uh, countries: uh, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, and Belgium. Um, we sell a normal year maybe two and a half million tickets, something like that. We represent four hundred artists, and uh, we do live events. That's my elevator pitch. Cool. And the biggest part of the revenue comes from selling tickets then, yes, I guess. Yes, yes. We do large productions as well, so where we create the, the, the content that is put on stage as well. So um, absolutely, the main, the main revenue is from live events. Yeah. Okay, great. And looking back now, it's been almost two years with this corona. You cannot participate in live events like... What did you do during this time? I guess that uh, that put a lot of effort or like pressure onto your organization. And uh, did you come up with new innovations? What did you do? Yeah, yeah. Corona is that a new thing or no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we did a lot of hard, hard, hard work, uh, and. It's like many people seem to think that we had some time off now uh, just because we, we couldn't do our uh, live events. But 
to us. It was actually the other way around. We have been busy thinking, planning, managing the, the crisis in, in different ways, scrutinizing all our costs. We've been chasing politicians for support packages, postponing events, canceling events, getting the furlough support from the government. Uh, that's Kortets um, permitting uh, in, in Swedish. And I mean, we lost almost all our uh, all, all our money overnight from the 28th of March 2020. And uh, but, but first of all, we had to minimize our costs. We had to go, we had to lay off 20% of the staff and we went into 80% uh, in the uh, in the furlough system. So, so people could work only 20%. Um, and then second of all, we're getting, getting the support from the government in all various ways. Um, I don't know the English terms for it, but Verksamhet stöd, evenemangstöd, kortidspermitteringstöd, kulturstöd, yada, 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 stöd. In any kind of way, the, getting support from the government. And, uh, yeah, so support, yeah, that you get money from a different part of your business, so cultural, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. just uh, mm. uh, telling telling the government and the authorities what, what we were supposed to do and how how and why we lost, lost money. Mm. Then uh, we had to keep our relationships uh, alive, I mean, with all the artists, partners and suppliers and... Um, well, we also adapted so we could do smaller concerts. Uh, even though we didn't make a lot of money out of that, it kept our relationships alive, and uh, we had had something to create. And that yeah, I remember that you told me uh, the about the concert with uh, Veronica Maggio. Yes, that exactly. you did in a completely new way. Yes, um, we did it at uh, it was uh, Red Bull that uh, financed it, and they did it at uh, at Nobis Hotel. Which uh, um, and it was sort of a they call it the Winter Garden and it's um, where all the hotel rooms have a balcony towards the the indoor uh, Winter Garden. So we so people were at their uh, hotel rooms enjoying the concerts down on uh, on the floor, which they could watch from the balcony. So we could also separate them when they went to the entrances and. Uh, it was 450 people there. It was a great great success. And, but yeah, that was... so then they could keep the distance, yes, and exactly. since they were in different rooms, and you could follow the the rules on how many people that can get together at the same time. Mm. Exactly. So, so that was uh, some things that we uh, that we did, and also, I mean, during during this whole period, uh, we had to do our part of the job, uh, trying to stop. The, uh, the spread of the disease and the, and the infection. So we had to do a lot of things and planning for, uh, for how, how to do secure events in the future, which we are, we've, uh, we've come pretty far with that now, so, so we know how to do it. But, and also all the way through, we had to be very transparent with our, our staff. I mean, we, we closed down our office here for a number of months, so people had to work from home according to the recommendations from Folkhälsomundigheten. So, um, we had to be very transparent with every all, all our information, and I think that's a way of, of solving the leadership problem of, of of going through such a crisis that we have uh, that we have done. I mean, people tend to worry, and uh, we 
spoke about that worry and on on different levels i mean you're worried about your own personal health and the and the health of your relatives uh, then there's one level where you are worried about the world and about the country sweden how's everything going to turn out and what the, what's the future going to look like and then that also goes down to um, what happens to the company what happens to my employment what happens to my life my mortgages my family um, so we have to sort of speak about that worry on all levels and also um, be very open with information in order to you know, to sort of cure that worry in some ways uh, i know that you have said like during the pandemic now that you have focused to like okay what can we do to earn money now but that also will it create revenue for us in the future so you're doing it long term although that is super tricky when you're in the middle of a crisis you want to look short term and uh, but that's always um a risk to be i'm mean, looking only short term and then you talked about the podcast yes, uh, that you yes, started yes. how has it been turning out and uh, what lessons did you learn uh, it's been it's been very very successful for us for us and it's just like you said i mean when you're drowning uh, you can't start thinking about a new boat that you're going to build in two years uh, you have to start swimming so that that was the uh, the the problem with it with the crisis because we had to solve things here and now but but with the podcasts we uh, we thought that we, uh, we have a lot of um, artists and interesting personalities uh, and we had some lessons from before that when we see that something starts with the podcast you also own your own media channel and when you own your own media channel you can talk to the target audience and then we can create live podcasts and, and live events from a podcast uh, so if we started that during the pandemic and um, and made all these podcasts start to grow, we could grow our own media channel. And um, that that has been very successful, um, actually. So now uh, many of uh, the best-selling live events that we have are actually live podcasts um, because it's a dedicated audience and they, and they really want to see uh, the people behind the podcast. So, so it's been extremely That's successful. That's so cool. Yeah. Is that like, if you look at the trend for the future for entertainment, like live events, mm -hmm. is it going towards like filling up big arenas or smaller, cozier events? This seems like when you invite people to join your podcast live, I guess there's not a lot of people you can fit in there. Or am I wrong? No, that's uh, that's mostly smaller, smaller venues. Yes. Hmm. Um. So the trend there, do you think we will, uh, is it, do you see the trend, is it big arenas uh, that people want to go to or smaller events uh, as compared to how, how it has been? It, uh, I think it's not as simple just to say that it's going to be big venues or small venues. Um, I think that's very dependent on the, on the content. One trend is, I think that is more evident now is that either it's a real smash hit uh, or it doesn't sell anything. The difference between a success and a not so successful project is, is uh, very much bigger nowadays than it used to be just five or 10 years ago, maybe. But um, can you predict that somehow? Um, 
when you start to develop a new show or what it can be? Believe me, we try. Um, we try okay. to do that. It's it's very difficult. Uh, okay. It's about yeah. timing. It's about uh, about the content, about the venue, and uh, about the um, the topic, etc. So so it's it's quite difficult to uh, to predict. But on the other hand, if you have a live podcast, for example, you can also, uh, always look at how many how many people are listening to the podcast every week. And uh, now I think we have seven hundred and fifty thousand listening uh, streams from our podcasts. So that could be some kind of per prediction uh, per month. Per month, yes. Yeah. And uh, that could be some kind of prediction tool for us to use, uh, because then we see uh, how big the target audience is. No, that's great. Then you can test uh, like uh, subjects or topics and see if people listen to it. And then if it um, people listen to one episode, you can develop it more, right? Yes. In form of a show or whatever. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, after the pandemic, I think that uh, when when people meet each other again, uh, myself, I find find that I get a lot of energy from meeting people. Um, all the the meetings um, on Teams or Skype or Google Meet or whatever tool you're using, uh, people are pretty tired of that. Uh, I think that it's efficient in, in some meetings, but uh, the combination of uh, of doing something live in some kind of hybrid environment, I think that it it will be very interesting to have the huge events as well. And uh, and the experience of being together with a lot of people in a, in a big venue, experiencing uh, the same content put on stage, I think that uh, that experience will also come back. Um, that that's at least my feeling. And I think that in general we will want things back um, that we liked before the pandemic, and the things that we didn't like before the pandemic, those things we don't want to get back to. I mean. Sitting in sitting in traffic in a traffic jam. Nobody liked that before the pandemic, and after people have been working a lot from home, uh, I don't think that they want to get back into traffic jams and sitting jammed in the car and and, and wasting time. Yeah, definitely. This hybrid events. Mm -hmm. uh, what have you been on a hybrid event that you thought, oh my god, this was really good. This is something uh, they did everything right. Uh, do you have any success stories on how to do a good hybrid event? Um, well, the the, uh, the simple answer is uh, no. But there are some good examples that we haven't done, but some other guys have done. United States, one of our uh, good competitors, did one with Lassevindebeck, for example, together with a company that called that was called uh, is called Doors, and uh, where they had a live event that was broadcasted to other places where they had sold tickets in order to to get in, in in other places, even though the artist wasn't there live. And that was a very successful. So, like in a bar yes, or something, exactly. and then they show it on a, a, a to project it on some kind of big screen or something. Exactly. And play the music. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that was a very successful case. And uh, I don't think that streaming is uh, going to replace the live experience. Um, we've seen we've seen examples of what we now call streaming. I mean, we have had. Uh, uh, things on TV for a long for a long time that hasn't uh, really replaced the need for for seeing things live physically in in, in the same place. 
but it's interesting the the topic that you uh, the example that you bring up here because then the uh, the entertainer is someplace else but you are in an environment when you have people that also is interested in the same thing so when you look, watch your television it's only you yes. it's uh, boring yes. but then at least you get to know or meet a lot of other people that maybe has the same passion as mm. you so that brings another dimension to it absolutely absolutely mm. uh, you you experience something that you can also talk to each other about afterwards and uh, it's like public viewing of a big sporting event uh, yeah so th- that comes into music as well now but the the, the difficulty with the, with the streaming uh, economy has been that uh, it's the revenues are much lower um, of course if you have a global artist like Billie Eilish or or uh, BTS or whatever they can they can sell stuff all over the world but if you have domestic artists uh, then the market is it's quite it's quite uh, limited, much smaller. Yeah. And if you have a this is same as I have seen. Um, I also have a platform where I uh, developed online courses for private economy and investments. Mm-hmm. And um, in the US, it's kind of easy to earn money on this type of product. But in Sweden, it's such a small market since it's I do it in Swedish, and uh, the target group is very very small. So mm-hmm. it's hard to yeah global. Um, uh, if you go tech, <laughs> you need to go global in order to scale. It feels like exactly the scalability of live experiences is not is not that easy. Um, so I mean, if you if you sell a, a concert ticket for five hundred Swedish crowns, uh, then you have a uh, you sell a, a, a live stream uh, for two hundred Swedish crowns, and then you are four people watching that live stream. That's all of a sudden you have fifty crowns per per viewer instead of 500 crowns per visitor yeah uh, so yeah. that that's uh, that, that's one thing that sort of shrinkens the the economy of, of uh, the live experience or the, the streaming experience so is it also a matter of if we're going to um, broadcast it uh, globally um, for the rights I guess of the music or is it challenges uh, that you need to solve for that as well I, I'm thinking of Netflix Sweden for instance we have uh, some shows and if you go in other countries they have other shows uh. yes and uh, and and uh, especially if you're recording it so you're uh, you, you're mm. gonna have it on demand if you only have it by the live experience then it's not as complicated but if you if you record it and you want people to be able to watch it afterwards then the 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 difficulties start how are the technical solutions for to pull a really big event off is it do you have lag do you, what do you think of the technology that supports you in this uh, do they need to develop it more or does it work good as it is? I think it needs to do and be developed um, even more, even though some of the suppliers have, have good uh, solutions for it. Uh, I think that doors, for example, are, 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 are pretty good at uh, what they're doing, but it need, needs to be developed uh, constantly, I think. And um, the feeling of may, maybe being able to interact in some way with uh, with the performers i heard i heard about a com um, a concert i don't know or was it a dj 
where they had where they tested um, when you jump on the ground uh, it was like different lights or something you can because you were dancing around have you heard about this uh, not, not, like the, not the dancing ago. stuff but i've heard that you, you can press something that uh, if 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 enough people presses the same button at the same time uh, it can change the lighting on the stage for example yeah but but jumping up and down is better than <laughs> than just pushing a button <laughs> because it's not like that oh my god this is so great i'm pushing a button here <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. do you see any other cool features uh, for the live events that will change uh, how we um i what we're doing on the live events? Um, no, I haven't, I haven't got any good examples on that. Uh, I think that technology can can help us before, during, and after the events uh, in in, yeah. in in different ways. But but uh, I, I can't give a good example of that right now. Do you have any other technology technological trends that you're uh, think that you will need to be pick pick up in the near future, or no, but I think that I can I can mention one thing uh, is um, is a low latency uh, project um, that you could have musicians and artists performing together even though they're situated in different cities. So you can have an, uh, an actor from uh, being in Helsinki and then one actor in Stockholm and then one actor in Oslo and doing a performance together for a live audience in Copenhagen or in, in Stockholm. Uh, that's a project that is uh, going on right now. And I, I know that Riksteatern is doing something connected to that. But that uh, that is... Like uh, hologram. They will project it with hologram on the yes, stage. Yes, and uh, yeah. I, I'm not into all the details. So I don't know all the details. But just that... If you are uh, actors, you you have to have a low latency, so it has to be very very uh, high speed, high speed connection in order to be able to do that. So I've been uh, um, looking at some some pilots where they have musicians in in different places. So you could have a a, a global artist uh, performing together with a a local guitarist in Harjunga uh, on a local stage in Harjunga. And, and you, you put in a global uh, artist connected to that. Let's not pin down Harjunga as the important part of this. <laughs> <laughs> what? But I think, <laughs> so you come to Harjunga? No. Uh, <laughs> what? But I think yeah. you understand. I'm disappointed I mean. now. Yes. <laughs> Where do I get the tickets? No, but that's, that's a project that is pretty interesting uh, because that's also going to um, limit the transportation both from a sustainable point of view, uh, but also from a time point of view, if you want to do a global tour with a, a global artist and you have local musicians. That sounds so cool because at least for me, I have noticed that I have become so, so lazy now because I'm not used to traveling at all. Not even to my office, no, it takes no. one hour. And it's like, I want to do... Now I started to take a class from home uh, online. It's in French. It's, of course, would be better to be uh, in the room together with people, but it works okay. So then it's like worth it not uh, needing to travel uh, to uh, do this every Wednesday evening. Ah, on peut parler français, donc. Parce que mon mari est français. Let's, let's not do that. <laughs> the, English, the English part is, is better. 
Yeah, we will not do this. Oh uh, no, great, uh, great. That that will not be understood by. Uh, no. of the but we would be super um, proud. Yeah. You, you talked about the uh, trends uh, connected to sustainability mm-hmm. in uh, and in the entertainment you mentioned food and transportation um, do you have anything more uh, that you see there um, or connected to food or transportation how we can solve it from a sustainability point of view yeah, we're, st- we're starting up that uh, work now more we, we've been better at, um, at the social sustainability at our company uh, reducing inequalities and uh, and gender equality. We've been working a lot with that and uh, educating both our staff and, and also the rest of the business and being a partner of, of a project called Popcollo, for example. Um, so so we've been working more with uh, social sustainability, which has been very important Can you say, for us. I, I know that you say that uh, gender equality and uh, diversity it's um, it correlates to more innovation and also uh, bigger um, bigger profits. Yes. Have you seen any change moving, uh, like improving in uh, gender equality and uh, diversity when it comes to how your business works? Yes, I think so. Um, we have that on the agenda constantly. And uh, it, it's uh, a daily work to to be better at. And I think that has uh, we ha- we have two reasons why we why we do it. And it's one thing is that it's forkastligt we say in Swedish to not do it. Uh, it's uh, it's idiotic. It would be stupid not to do. It. Yeah, yeah, idiotic not to do it <laughs> uh, if you have a platform to use, and also that it's good for our business. Because we think that it's uh, bringing m- more people uh, to the to the forefront uh, and listening to more people will give us more ideas. And the more ideas we get, the the, the bigger the probability is that some of those ideas are going to be uh, smash hits. Uh, so 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 bring more people to the table and listen to more people. I think that that's what it's about. Yeah. Um, and for sustainability, are uh, the food and transportation thing co- connected to sustainability? You just started working. Yes, on? yes, we are. We've been very focused on the UN Global Goals uh, five and ten uh, with gender equality yeah. and, 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 and those things. But now we're working more with the uh, with the goals twelve and thirteen and, and looking into how we can do that as as an organization and what we can do and what parts we can affect. Uh, we also signed a. A vow now that is called Greentopia, uh, in order to um, uh, to improve our environmental work. But we're we're, we're starting to uh, to look into that more now. Uh, I mean, we've been doing it, but we, we're going to get better at it and get more focused and get more educated within that area. What do you see as the future challenges and, of course, opportunities for the entertainment industry? I think that one big opportunity has arisen now during the pandemic because we see that people really, really miss what we are doing. Um, and I, I think that's a, that's a big opportunity. We have to create safe environments and safe safe events for people to go to and also have a uh, sustainable entrepreneurship connected to what we what we do. But I think that the need for people to meet 
and to experience things that enriches their lives, that is a big opportunity for us. And uh, of course, it also presents uh, a challenge if we look at uh, what, uh, how the world looks today and, and uh, what the effects of the pandemic have been and all the restrictions that have been put onto our business. So of course, that's um, a big challenge as well. But I think that we are in the right business and we are in the business of the future. So that's, that's the biggest opportunity that we have to exploit. Would you say that uh, the pandemic has um, uh, made uh, the companies that have survived, uh, that they are uh, have developed and working more efficiently now, and uh, the losers, they have disappeared? So you're only the winners left. <laughs> That's <laughs> maybe that's a little bit harsh, but you can rephrase it. Maybe yeah, understand the question. Let's not use that as one of my quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that you have to have a humble approach to it. And uh, a lot of people have, have suffered a lot. And if we put put on the big global hats, I don't think that the entertainment business has been the one uh, suffering the most. You have had a lot of people in in, in hospitals and, and families uh, broken, etc. So, so to say that we have been the ones that have been worst off, uh, I think that would be taking too big big words. But I think that we are uh, absolutely we've learned to to work more efficiently, and uh, the our business is not up and running yet. We need to. Uh, re-establish the trust of the audiences. We need to get the audiences back to the arenas uh, in order to wake them up again. I mean, you said yourself, you <laughs> become lazy. Maybe people tend to say that, oh, do I really need to go? But when they've gone to an, an event and, and watching something, they said, oh my God, I have to go back. This is so great. This is what life is about. Uh, so we have to re-establish the habit of going to live events and get the audience back uh, into the arenas. Yeah. Do you go to many live events yourself? Yes, I do. Uh, I try to uh, get get the work-life balance uh, together and, and try to put all the pieces of the puzzle. Uh, I mean, I have a family and small kids and, and then I have to try to try to make that work. But I, yes, I do. I go to a lot of uh, live events and a lot of uh, live concerts and, and shows. Yeah. What is your three tips when it comes to innovation? And uh, yeah, you can uh, based on uh, entertain the entertainment industry uh, for people that want to um, innovate in this space. Uh, do you mean my three best ones or uh, just three random? <laughs> If you have them, yeah, no, <laughs> otherwise uh, three is okay. <laughs> just three random is okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, I think that uh, start digging where you are. Um, analyze what you can do right there and then and with your existing assets. I think that's, that's one thing. Uh, you don't have to invent the wheel in order to to uh, make new money you can just uh, improve things or, or start digging where you are um, like we have done with with pre-sales for example 
uh, live stream is, is also one example with it. if you have a sold out concert and you can you can broadcast that to um, other people who are uh, willing to to pay for uh, for the live stream that's an additional revenue so that uh, dig where you are um, i think that's that's one thing then i think also that you have to have you have to have the courage and dare to say yes i think that you and i have spoken about that before but if you have a if you make up a, a, your default mindset is a yes and uh, you have to motivate a no instead of the other way around. I think you're you're better off. Uh, I, I if I put that into my family context, it's like when when the kids at home they ask me if um, thinking get an ice cream, for example. Uh, then then my first thought is, uh, of course you can have an ice cream, but why shouldn't you have an ice cream? And then I have to motivate that to myself uh, instead of uh, the default answer is no. You have to uh, you have to motivate motivate the yes. Uh, I'm not sure that that was a very clear thing to yeah, I to, to, so. have to explain. I, I remember it, but... that you yeah you also uh, said like this um, uh, in order to take risk. I remember an example that you have given regarding your was it what do you say bandy in yes, English? Uh, like floorball, you... floorball in the bandy. Yeah, yeah, floorball. Yeah. He wanted you to try new stuff and take risk, and then he said you were not able to fail. I don't remember exactly, exactly what he said. No, he said that uh, Henrik, you should uh, dare to uh, challenge your opponent and then try to dribble, and uh, but you can't lose the ball. Uh, yeah. And uh, that was in my head was okay. Do I I should dare to challenge and come up with new ideas, but I'm not allowed to fail. And uh, I think that could be quite common in many organizations that where you say, oh, you have to challenge uh, status quo and you have to be uh, think out of the box, uh, but we can't lose any money. We have to uh, earn money from every project that you do. Uh, and that's sort of, that's, that's not possible to do. Um, yeah. So try to say yes to stuff, to, to ideas. And uh, when, when people come up with an idea, I say, okay, let's do that. And um, I think that if you can succeed and in doing um, in creating a culture where, where it's okay to come up with uh, with a lot of bad ideas, uh, then it's gonna, you're gonna find uh, the golden ideas as well. But if you only expect yeah. people to have good ideas, then you're not gonna get the good ideas. So so try to say yes, even though you think that it's that was a bad idea. But I say yes and see what that leads to. And, but then you also need to be, as a leader, prepared that the outcome is not perfect. No. You might lose the ball, drop the ball, but that will also be okay. It's part of the process, right? Exactly. And I mean, I could. Uh, you shouldn't lose the ball in uh, seven times in a row in the exactly the same way. You have to learn something from from uh, uh, from your failure or, or or losing the ball. But um, but you have to be able to try and test and and do it again. I mean, sometimes you can try the same thing twice just because the timing is different. Uh, it's not that it's going. It's not going to be an eternal failure. Uh, it could work in a, in another context with another company in a in another situation. And um, I know that um, uh, if you if you look at improvisational theater, for example, uh, I mean, some of the rules when you do that, it's you have to say yes, and uh, you have to add new information. 
you have you should block any ideas and uh, you should also avoid asking questions uh, if you're not adding new information yourself and uh, then you should also naturally um, play in the present and use the moment so but the most important thing is say yes that's that's the improv uh, theater um, base rule and that's a pretty good rule to use also at the company or in the work group if you want new uh, new ideas yeah great 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 advice because sometimes i think that some people just want to sort of haha i outsmarted you you didn't think about this one this small part of that new idea uh, and I, I think that some some people have that as their life mission to shoot down new ideas you shouldn't do that in in an innovation process i think how do you do if you have an employee or leader that is like that? What do you do with them? Um, first of all, I, you can start the meeting with saying you can't say no to this. You have to find the new possibilities that this idea, look at this idea as a new platform. And from this platform, we should see develop new things and try not to see the problems with the uh, with the idea make it move forward of course we're gonna collect all the problems afterwards and all the questions etc but at this stage it's not allowed to say uh, no or find the problems just move forward um, that's one way of doing it yeah so it's leadership you need to continue to um, push people out of their comfort zone, maybe, and uh, yeah, tell them. Absolutely. And also push ideas all the way to the edge and, um, and not just try to find ideas that are stuck in the middle of the safe zone. Yeah. So you try to challenge stuff. And also, as a leader, I think that you can um, talk about bad ideas that you you've had yourself make an example of that i've, I've done that millions of times uh, talking about all the super bad ideas that i've had uh, and then say that do you have one that you can uh, share with us <laughs> do i have one yeah yeah I, I can tell you one one idea that we, we were in um I used to work with uh, sports rights at uh, TV4. We were in a big uh, conference meeting, and I we had a, a big meeting with the Swedish Football Association. And uh, it wasn't the most creative environment. Great people, but it wasn't the most creative environment. And I, I sometimes I like to just throw things out just to see what is the reaction of this idea, just to see how, how they react and what we can do with it. And we were talking about uh, what was called Svenska Kuppen, the, the Swedish Football Cup. Uh, and uh, I, I said that uh, there is no edge in this. You, we don't know what when we look at the TV. We can't see if it's uh, Svenska Kuppen or something else. It's just it's just soulless. I think that you should paint the lawn blue before every game. Um, and the conference room was quiet <laughs> in an empty church. It was. I've never heard so many people be so quiet. Uh, and the first thing someone said was like, paint it blue? Yeah, you can paint it blue. 
<laughs> of course, that was a bad idea. But it was just interesting to see how the people reacted to that bad idea. And I, I often refer to that. It's okay to say those kind of things, just to open new boxes and, and think out of the box. Um, and I started uh, also explaining what they could do with this blue lawn. They could have different zones. They could have new sponsors and partners, and they could have... Uh, logos on the lawn etc etc and i went on and on and on and they were just like okay can we have a break now uh so, so you were not invited <laughs> to the rest of the meeting i guess <laughs> yeah it was uh, that, that was uh, sort of fun so so that was a bad idea that uh one example i can give you millions uh, I've, I've had That's some good ideas i've got some one or two good ideas as well but but mostly bad <laughs> yeah cool do you have a final tip for the listener that wants to innovate, um... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's hear. Then uh, we are and say yes. I would say that look at what others do. Uh, you can go to the same industry, or you can go to other industries. Um, I wouldn't call it stealing ideas, uh, but I more of borrowing ideas with no intention of giving it back. <laughs> And um, then, yeah, that I know that you did as well, right? You know a lot about uh, how to build arena arenas, yes. Uh, and then now you started to actually charge for that as advisors in this kind of building project. Exactly, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of questions uh, about uh, arenas and how we sh- how should we build this and what should we think about here and about what about the acoustics, etc., etc. And of course, we know all that because we. Uh, we we tore all the arenas and we we know we know stuff about that, but we didn't charge anything for it. And I said, hey, that's that's a knowledge that we could that we could charge people for because because they don't know this, uh, and it's a knowledge that we only we have. So let's start charging people for it, and then we could do bigger projects out of it as well. Uh, if they have an uh, arena project that they have to plan, um, so so that that was uh, one thing, but. Um, and also, I think that you should be, maybe this is a fourth tip then, but uh, be very generous with your own ideas in order to get something back, uh, which is but also the same as almost when you go networking or a mingling event where you want to meet new people. If the first thing you say to them is that, oh, I want to sell you something, you're not it's not going to be a, a successful networking event. I, I think that if you go there and say, hey, how, what can I help you with? What can I buy from you? Um, and you do that two, three, four times uh, with the same people. What can I buy from you? Um, then you show that you want to offer something in, instead of just coming in and taking something. And I think that could be the same thing with ideas. If you want ideas from others, you have to give your own ideas to them as well. And of course, if it's if it's the last idea that you have uh, ever in in life, hold on to it like epoxy glue. But uh, if it's not your last idea, share it, and you will get something back. Have an open code to your own ideas. Yeah, great, great last advice. Thank you for so much, Henrik, for joining Swedish Innovation. We have learned so much from you. And if people want to find you after this episode, we will put. Uh, um, a lot of uh, links in the notes uh, with uh, great stuff that you have mentioned but where where can people find you if they want to reach out to you um, well they can look at uh, allthingslive.se 
or they can just uh, use my email, which is um, my henrik.bernson at uh, allthingslive.se. Uh, just feel free to contact me. And uh, especially if you're going to paint your lawn blue, I'm an expert there. So just just get in touch. I have a number of suppliers <laughs> who paint. <laughs> Great advice. Yeah, Great yeah, thank advice. You. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much, Henrik. Good luck uh, today. And uh, yeah. Thank you too. Nice talking to you. Nice having me. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, innovation makes the impossible possible and it all starts with you.